good morning or evening wherever you're watching this this is the dear 20s podcast and i'm your host ebony clark i hope you're all having a very lovely week i hope you were just having the best week honestly here in australia it is starting to get pretty cold though and i'm already getting jealous of seeing everybody the start of their european summer i am slightly jealous because i hate the winter because the cold months are not for me. I get so cold. My hands and my feet and my nose are always cold. Like always, no matter what time of the year it is. I've got like cold, clammy hands, <laughs> which is horrible. In primary school, when we had to do school dancing and it would be like partner dancing and you'd have to change partners in like a big circle or whatever, the boys never wanted to hold my hands because they were cold and clammy. They would hold my wrists instead or my fingertips. You know how damaging that was? as like a 10 year old if not younger yeah it wasn't great (laughs) anyways I hope we're all having a very very lovely week this week I am of course filming this at 5 30 in the morning before I have to leave for work what is new absolutely nothing (laughs) I've been actually meaning to record this episode for a little while and I was really just stumped stumped for words and you know what I think that's because I have blocked out or at least tried to block out most of my hospitality experiences because they are they're just a bit wild anyways. (laughs) So for today's episode I thought it would be really fun just to spill the tea a little bit on working in hospitality versus working a nine to five. I have worked in hospitality for five years so trust me when I say I've had some experiences, some great ones but also some really really shocking ones like I should have quit there on the spot. But I've also only been working my nine to five for three months, nearly four months now. So like I don't have too much tea to spill on it. And I do also like just genuinely enjoy it. So (laughs) but I guess there's a little bit still to spill on. Anyways, I want to keep the intro nice and short this week. So we'll dive straight into song of the day and my something new. So my song of the day is actually by a girl that I follow on TikTok. Yeah, she's just released a song at the start of this month. It is such a vibe. It's like windows down, sunsetty, sunsetty vibe. The song is called Pineapple Rum by Amy Marks. Definitely go and give that one a listen. I'll put it in the song of the day playlist. Does anybody listen to the song of the day playlist? Because I I didn't make it for the intention that people would listen, but I just made it because I thought it'd be fun. And a lot of my other favorite podcasts that I listen to do a song of the day. Thought, why the hell not? My boyfriend and I also have like a song of the day playlist. I felt like it would be right to make one for the podcast, but I don't know. Let me know if you guys have listened to it. Am I something new? For this week look I'll keep it nice sweet and short I am a little stressed right now just a wee bit stressed and that's all I got to say about that <laughs> I'm okay you know I have my toolkit like I went over last episode if you haven't given that one a little bit of a listen episode eight. Oh my goodness it's just a chit chat about talking about overcoming your anxiety and creating a toolkit so you can get through it so I have my toolkit I know how to get through it but as of right now that's all I have for you guys that's my something new I I am a little stressed <laughs> first of a coffee for the morning is so good I understand I know it is not great to drink coffee on an empty stomach I know it the health girlies tell us all the time but for right now in my life and my lifestyle I am gonna have coffee on an empty stomach 
So yes, like I was saying, this episode is going to be kind of a little bit about exposing hospitality, spilling the tea on it. And I really wanted to share some of the stories, um, funny, good and bad, that I have experienced working in hospitality. Nevertheless, no matter what I say in this episode, I do love hospitality. I think hospitality is fantastic. I one day want to open up my own cafe and bar. Like, I, I love hospitality. I love making coffees. It is very fun. I love interacting with customers. I am such a social person that I really, really love connecting and interacting with customers you know there's so many friends to be made working in hospitality most of the time we're all around similar age with similar interests so it's a fantastic way to make friends so it's just an awesome gateway into other positions and if you ever like move countries or states or towns or whatever and you've worked in hospitality you know there's you have that experience you can work in another cafe or restaurant most of the time you're going to get free coffee working as a barista (laughs) and discounted food which is just 10 out of 10 that is something I do miss now working in my nine to five not having free coffee look I do get free coffee but it's instant coffee like the coffee the big coffee jars and grinds that you get at the shops it's not like a free barista made coffee you know you really taste the difference anyways (laughs) yeah I didn't want to come on here and everyone think that I'm shitting on hospitality completely I love it I've had so many great experiences. It's just unfortunate that I do have a lot of bad ones as well that has tainted my perspective on hospitality a little bit. So let's dive straight into this. I will talk a little bit about hospitality and I want to share some of my stories as well. So I've worked in hospitality for five years. I've worked in the city and I've also worked in a small town I've worked in family businesses. I've worked in big corporations. So I feel like I've definitely, I've done my rounds. You know, I I feel like I've gathered all my data and I'm ready to share it with you guys. My first hospitality job was working at McDonald's in the city. Now, this McDonald's was open 24 hours in the dining and in the drive-thru, which is crazy. It was also the only one leaving the valley. So between the hours of like 12 to 5 a.m., you were under the pump working and dealing with drunk people trying to get their Maccas. <laughs> and I somehow ended up working the graveyard shift. So I was doing 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. at least four to five times a week. Now that absolutely takes a toll on you. My hat goes off to anybody that does that, especially people in fast food that do that. And I used to get really quite angry and upset because often we kind of just like throw shit at these hospitality workers and at fast food employees. Like, oh, fuck, they fucked up my order again. Or oh, the ice cream machine's out of order again. I bet they're just lying about it. Or why don't you go get a real job? You know, a lot of hate and shit is put on these hospitality workers. And a lot of the time they are just kids. They are just kids. And I have also learned so much working in McDonald's. But if I ever hear anyone say anything bad about fast food workers, I'm quick to <laughs> quick to come at them because I've experienced it myself. And yes, some employees are just bad employees, you know, but there is a lot of really great employees that work in fast food as well. And for them at the moment, it's just an ends to a meet. They're just trying to get through their day. Please do not give them shit. May I also say, I never, not once, did I tell a customer that the ice cream machine was broken 
when it wasn't. Or the frozen drinks machine, okay? That shit just breaks. It just goes into like a defrost mode. It gets so overused, it just can't keep up, okay? So shit, we're not lying to you. (laughs) I used to work 10pm to 6am in a 24-hour place. We would have some really aggressive people because they're drunk. We would have a lot of vomit to deal with. We'd uh, get hit on all the time working in the drive-thru. You say, is there anything else I can get for you? And they're like, yeah, your number. And you're like, okay, move on, big boy. Go home. Now, working in McDonald's, like I said, I I learned a lot. I was in such a fast-paced environment and I loved it. I love being in fast-paced environments. I love the go, 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 go. So I love working in fast-paced. Once again, I was interacting with the customers. My skill of multitasking was 10 out of 10 at that point. I could listen to somebody's order, be packing a bag and putting another order in at the same time. You are developing so many incredible skills while working there. Not to mention you are also meeting a lot of people. I have I made a lot of friends working at the McDonald's and even though it's been nearly like four or so years now, we definitely we still keep in touch. I'll quickly tell my favorite story of working in McDonald's and that is that it was my third shift. And I'm out on the kiosks, you know, those little front ones where you put your orders in. Yeah, I was out on that and I had this little, it was middle of the day, literally middle of the day. I had this lady run up to me and she's like, there is a man wanking in the bathroom. And I was like, what? She's like, there's a man wanking in the bathroom. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. She runs over to the counter, starts yelling that out. And you know how at McDonald's there's the two doors, there's a door before you actually go into like all the toilets so he's swinging on that door he's like pulling on it screaming yelling and he rips it open and he has got his penis in his hand out in the restaurant I witnessed I witnessed it I saw it and he's there just yelling I'm a famous porn star don't you know who I am I can wank wherever I like and we're like oh my god so please put your penis away please there's children in here and it is the middle of the day. <laughs> I did not think I'd be seeing a random man's penis today, okay? Little 18-year-old me, I wasn't even 18 at the time, I was 17, was not prepared to see that. No, thank you. He put it away and then he tried to fight our manager and then he just left. So <laughs> that was probably my most crazy experience, I'd say. And it was my third shift in, so that should have been straight up just an insight as to what I exactly was getting into because I think I stayed for nearly a year and a half which takes like I said a huge huge toll on your mental health and your physical health that was around the same time I went through my lowest low and you know I wasn't eating well at all there you're going on breaks at like 3 a.m and what am I eating at 3 a.m on my break because you know I'm hungry I'm moving around a fucking double cheeseburger with extra pickles nearly every shift so like of course I'm not giving myself the right food nor am I able to sleep correctly because I would go home go to bed at like 7 a.m wake up at 2 just to stay all the way up again and do it over again and again anyways it was not great and that is when I started to get a little bit panicky I definitely had a couple of panic attacks in in the drive-through while working that is also where I mainly learned to make coffee Everybody says that McDonald's cafe training is really good. And I I believe that. I'm sure it is really good. Unfortunately, I did not have that experience. 
every job I've worked at, I've always been thrown into the deep end and they're always like, oh, it's not usually like this. I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm just going to figure it out. I got one training session of coffee. And then after that, I was in the cafe by myself having to try and make coffees and learn how to make coffees. Like it was just that I had to end up eventually teaching myself. And some may say two sessions is enough, but it's not. (laughs) It really, really is not. It's like learning if a shot is good or bad, how to do the milk properly. Like there's actually a lot that goes in behind working in hospitality. Because then if your shots are too long or they're too short, you have to adjust the grinder depending on the weather. That also changes the grind of your coffee. You know, if it's been flooding and the cows are really stressed, that's going to change the milk. Like there is so much involved. It may seem like basic things, but I guess it's kind of something you don't really think about. Because when I used to tell my customers, oh, sorry, the coffee machine's playing up today because of the weather. Everyone just thought I was joking, but I'm, I'm being dead serious. <laughs> The weather really affects the coffee grinds. From McDonald's, I went to Starbucks. Now, Starbucks was really fun, I will say. I met some really incredible and very fun people working at Starbucks. Probably one of the funnest environments I have worked in yet and definitely one that I took full advantage of having people the same age as me. Like, we actually did things outside of work and some of them I was so, so close to and it was just would hang out all the time and it was just really really fun I was working at Starbucks during the pandemic we never closed so we stayed open the whole entire time even though shopping centers were closed Um, there was still obviously a lot of staff and things like that that we had to stay open for so during the day it was just do whatever cleaning and serving your customers and then we just got to make latte art and practice for most of the day really so so sorry that I talked about Maccas for so long I just think I really had to share that, obviously. I needed to get that off my chest. (laughs) But from McDonald's, I know you guys probably don't even care where I've worked and not even interested. But anyways, I've then worked in Starbucks, a couple of small um, family-owned businesses in my hometown, and then in a small cafe business in Brisbane. And then I also worked for an events company where we did, um, I was like waitressing and setting up tables and events and stuff in um, the convention center in Brisbane. And then I've also worked for the O'Brien Group, which is Suncorp Stadium, the Gabba, and now Heritage Bank in the bars, which is so incredibly fun. So, so fast-paced. And I think I just love working in fast-paced environments. I just absolutely thrive off going a million miles an hour. (laughs) The absolute perk of that is when concerts are on, you get to hear them perform. If you're lucky, you will get to see them perform as well. I've worked so many football games and Magic Round. Thankfully, gotten to watch them because I've been in a really great bar where I can see the field or the screen from the bar. That's really fun. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. So when you work in hospitality, a lot of the time it is going to be casual work. Now, sometimes it's not casual work. Sometimes you will have full-time hours, I guess, and the same hours every week or very similar hours. But a lot of the time it is going to be that shift work. One of my jobs in my hometown, we started at 4.30 in the morning, which is just wild. But here I am now waking up at 4.30 in the morning voluntarily, which is just hilarious to me. I'm not shitting on small businesses whatsoever. I support small businesses all the time and I absolutely love them. You know, I want to have my own small business. My family has their own small business. Like, I love it. But unfortunately, what I have found working in a number of small businesses is that often they 
are going to cut corners where they can. And sometimes that means giving you a lower award wage, um, groceries and food, not throwing out food when it probably should be thrown out just, you know, because they don't want to waste it. That has been a huge thing is food waste and food health and safety, which is absolutely horrible to think about. But I, I understand the cost and the shock you know, you don't want to waste all this food. But unfortunately, when it could potentially get somebody sick, I think that should be the main priority. And unfortunately, in some places, it's not. In one of the more recent places I've worked at, I absolutely love the customers that were there. Most of our customer base were regulars. You're already making their order before they walked in the door. You're asking them what they did on the weekend or how their family is. You're watching their kids grow up. You're, you know, when I left, I got so many hugs and support and love from all these guys and it was like a huge big family and a huge community I love the customers and I love the girls I worked with and that's probably the reason why I stayed as long as I did because if it wasn't for them I should have left yes well I love hospitality and I love working in hospitality there's unfortunately a lot of issues that kind of go down behind doors and I'm sure this is the case with most industries but because hospitality is so large and predominantly has so many young people working in it I think often we don't know anything else because most of the time this is our first job and we kind of just end up sucking it up and working in environments that really actually aren't the best for us and are probably impacting our mental and physical health more than we are aware of because you think oh all these other people are doing it I must just be needing to like suck it up or I'm just needing this job right now to get me through uni or to literally make a living. I really want to share some stories about the red flags that I went through (laughs) in hospitality of times where I should have left. If you find that you are in a job that is starting to impact your mental and physical health, you need to leave, okay? In any job, in any job, if it is impacting your physical and mental health, You cannot stay in that job. You are just going to burn yourself out in the end, okay? You're not going to be able to show up as your best self every day because this job is absolutely draining you, okay? I know we think we can't leave jobs. I know we think we have this unspoken commitment to a job, but you don't. I was talking to one of my customers, customers about this and he was like, you guys are so young. You are not tied down to a job. You can leave. You can leave whenever you want. And I know that we may be really scared because we've never left a job before or we don't want to don't want to cause the business to be understaffed. And I know I know this sounds like it's easier said than done, but at the end of the day, it is your life, your life, not your bosses, not that businesses, not your jobs. It is your life. Okay, you are the ruler, not where you work. Right? I think we're kind of so we're drilled into us at such a young age that we need to pick a career and pick a job and you have to stick to that. You know, you just have to stick it out or get through that bit. But you don't have to. You can change jobs and you can change career paths and do all of that as many times as you like. You do not have to stay in one job, okay? And I know it's easier said than done, but you can leave. And I should have left months ago in some of my jobs, okay? But I didn't because I was too scared and I didn't want to make, you know, the business understaffed and things like that. But I wish I left them earlier and I should have because I was then just impacting my mental and physical health for longer. You know, I wasn't able to live the best version of me and do everything I wanted because I was too drained and consumed by my job. 
I know you're probably worried about the business and then being understaffed, but the reality is in hospitality mainly, they have such a high turnover rate that it is expected for people to leave because a lot of it is casual job. A lot of it is young people just, you know, either traveling or finding a job during uni. Like your boss will be prepared for this. There's so many jobs and so many opportunities out there. You don't have to stay in one that is mentally and physically draining you. I just really wanted to get that one out there because I think it's something that we often forget that like we're in control of our life, own lives. We can make our own decisions. Like you don't have to stay stuck in a job. I think we often get stuck into routines and things that we do all the time and we think this is this is the way it has to be when it's it's not at all like it is your life you can make whatever decision that you want now that I've given probably way too much of a backstory on my hospitality I want to touch base on some of the red flags that were in my last hospitality job and my body started to show physical symptoms of stress and being drained and burnt out and I'm not putting it all on this one job because I did have you know uni and a lot of other things going on but this was the main aggravator I would say of it all okay now if you're I think I mentioned this in another episode before your body will show signs and symptoms before we are even aware of it for example like I would be driving to work and I would be feeling sick in the stomach or I'd be so anxious because I knew I was working with my boss that day I just want to I guess yeah talk about the red flags that I saw in my last job and I still didn't leave Now, I'm sharing these because I hope that if anybody's going through that same situation, I hope that you finally see that you deserve better. Everybody deserves better. Nobody deserves to work in a shitty place. Okay. So I mentioned that my body would start to feel physical symptoms of stress and burnout. Now, the boss had left. She'd left the country for two months, essentially. During that time, I was so incredibly stressed out that my body started to show physical symptoms. I started breaking out in rashes all over my body. I I ended up having a intolerance to gluten. Now, we thought this ended up being celiac. So I had done so many tests. I'd cut out gluten, all of this stuff, but I was still, you know, not feeling that great. I was still kind of having the same symptoms until I left that job. Now I can pretty much eat gluten fine <laughs> and all my stress, like all my spots went away. Now, I'm not putting this all on this one job, obviously. It could have been other underlying things, but I'm just saying that the fact my body was obviously not doing okay in that job and leaving that, there's been these clear symptoms that have completely passed. Just something to think about. Now, another huge red flag is we would catch our boss out in lies. She would lie about when she made the food that would be giving to customers. She would lie and tell some of the employees these stories about her other employees And us girls would obviously talk and kind of be like, what? That didn't happen. That's not how it happened. Like she would never take the blame on herself if something went wrong. It would always be onto somebody else. You're lying in your own business to your own employees. Horrible. The biggest red flag and the biggest issue I do have was the lying about food being made and when she would make the food. We would know or be on there with her. She would just be making updates of when she would make the muffins or the wraps or things like that. And she's the boss. So you're kind of listening to her and you're kind of, you're still doing everything that she's saying. She says, don't throw out those muffins yet because I only made them a day ago. And you know she made them actually like four days ago. You're going to listen. 
this is when it then becomes no longer a business issue. This then becomes a health, food and safety issue. You're putting your customers and your business essentially at risk. You're going to make somebody sick if you aren't following the correct health, food and safety guidelines. Like you can't just lie about food. Like that is some serious, serious stuff. (laughs) Not to mention like all the back end of things and like how food is kept and storage and hygiene and and I understand small businesses not wanting to waste food I understand that you know food is getting so so expensive and I understand not wanting to waste it but you cannot serve people food that is you know entering that danger zone or you know isn't good anymore something else that unfortunately happened which oh now our coffee machine started to break and when I say break I mean it was pouring out with water no matter what button I would press more water was coming out it was leaking all over the bench leaking along to the floor it was pretty much like you couldn't use it you couldn't use the machine because it was just leaking out so much water the shots weren't even coming out well you know that should be the main priority making sure your coffee shots at your cafe are good Now I call her and I tell her and I ask, can we please shut off the machine or close early? Because the machine is literally leaking along the floor like I'm standing in a puddle. And she said, no, we're not shutting early because I'm not giving that other cafe that just opened up the road more business. Now we were due to close in like two hours. It wasn't a heap. The afternoons was our quietest time. (laughs) And I had to stay open and keep serving customers And that was just gobsmacked. Shouldn't your employees' safety and your equipment's safety and the quality of your coffee be your number one priority in a business? This is probably one of the worst things that has happened to me yet in hospitality. And I wish I quit there. I just wish I told her how inappropriate it was for her to act like this. Now, I want to share this because if anybody has experienced the same thing, I want you to do what I couldn't and that is quit. I want you to muster up the courage and say, I'm not putting up with this anymore. So one day at work, I wasn't really having a good day at all. And the other girl I was on with had just left because I think she had a job interview actually. So it was just me left in the cafe. And pretty much as soon as she left, I just broke down. I was just hysterically crying. I was having a panic attack. Like I was not doing well. And I was really trying to pull myself together because I still had to, you know, I was the only one in the cafe. I had to make coffees. And I was really hesitant. I did not want to call my boss because I just knew it was going to be an issue. I knew there was going to be some drama caused with it. And I finally text her and I say, hey, like, I'm really not doing well right now. Can you please maybe come in? Because I, I, I'm crying. I'm having a panic attack. I can't keep working. She didn't respond for a little while. And when she finally does reply, she sends me a screenshot of a phone call that she's on. And she's saying, sorry, I'm on hold right now and I don't know when I'll get off. I can't come in. Oh my God, that was just so upsetting to hear and to see. Because days prior, she was talking to the other girls about how it is, how important it is to look after your employees' well-being and make sure your employees are okay. And now you're sending me a screenshot of a phone call that you're on telling me you can't come in while you know I'm having a panic attack and, you know, a full breakdown. You cannot come in 
and reschedule that phone call to look after your employee oh it makes me angry obviously talking about it now like it is it it's just so horrible and you know her response at the end of that was can you call in the girl that's sick so I had to text the poor girl that was off sick to come in and cover for me because our owner boss couldn't get off the phone to come in and help her employees luckily the girl that was sick was you know at the tail end of it and she could come in and cover me but I, I'm obviously I'm speechless for words because I cannot believe that happened how you can have such little regard for your employees is just shocking to me and I wish I quit there I really really wish I did now coming up to the end of me leaving there's a whole heap of other stuff that happened in between that I don't even want to you know I touch on (laughs) that was just not right in how she ran her business and you know it was one of my last shifts and she had just sold the business to somebody else and she decided to have a party in the cafe they were drinking they were eating they were playing beer pong yada yada the next morning I come in to do our shift now I think it was like a Sunday or something so the time that we have to get ready and open the cafe is only 15 minutes where it used to be half an hour I come in there is alcohol bottles all over the cafe. The floor is sticky to the absolute max. There is sushi left out from the night before. There's glow sticks and ping pong balls. And just the cafe was an absolute mess. And I had to clean it up. I was so pissed off that morning. I nearly just walked out. Like I nearly just didn't open for the day. Because I could not believe she had left the cafe like that. For her employees to clean up, you know, when I texted her because I was so mad. She was like, oh, never apologized. She just said, oh my goodness, we got so drunk last night. My friends told me that they would clean up for me. I can't believe they didn't do that. Like she would never put the blame on herself. She would never accept that something happened, that something that she did, you know, she would always blame everybody else that she could. And just, you know, then was a prime example. She blamed her friends instead of her. And then we had to come in and clean up her mess. Like that is just a couple of examples of the things that happened in like the year that I was there. I Actually, I don't even think I made it a whole year. And I stayed because I loved the customers and I loved the girls. Ugh. See, hospitality can be really icky to get into because sometimes things like that happen. And... It is so, so unfortunate that people have to go through that and that those things happen. And I know in some cases it is also so much worse, but it's not talked about, I don't think. Or when it is, we kind of just brush it under the rug because, oh, it's just hospitality. Like that's kind of what happens. But that shouldn't be what happens. It should be talked about more. Okay. And that is why I'm also so excited and I so badly want to open my own cafe and bar because I know... I've gone through it myself and I know what it feels like to work in a shitty environment and a shitty workplace and I never want my employees to go through that. You know, everybody's just human and sometimes when people have businesses, those employees are no longer respected and treated like humans. They're treated like robots or just like little minions. It breaks my heart so much. Okay, anyways, I need to move on. I'm getting way too passionate about it. 
So yeah, that is essentially my hospitality experience and I hope I haven't deterred anybody from working in hospitality because it can be a really great place to work, you know. But unfortunately, there is so many issues that do happen behind doors and I know that's the case in a lot of businesses. Honestly, it really is. You just don't see them. So I think I've just talked way too much about hospitality for way, way too long. So let's quickly jump into working in my nine to five and I'll talk about how I got it and what it is that I do. I have only been working in my nine to five for three to four-ish months now. I was coming close to the end of graduating at my university and I had no work experience besides working in hospitality essentially and whatever events and things that I'd done at university. And I was told so many times that that was not going to be enough that I was not going to get a job because I didn't have real world experience, um, quotation marks. I proved them wrong, didn't I? Because I, the first interview I did for my nine to five job, I got, you know, and that is just incredible to me. You know, I absolutely am so grateful and so thankful got the job. I'm currently working as a marketing assistant in a shopping center and it is honestly so much fun. There's always things going on constantly. I'm very lucky and fortunate that in the shopping center we work in, we we have a lot of events, which is crazy. You know, like as of recently, we just had a Mother's Day event. We've got an event for the kids' school holidays coming up. We've got an event for NADOC week. We've stuff for Easter. Like we're always so busy and doing so many things and that is fantastic. Pros and cons of working in a nine to five. Pro is that it's very stable. You know, I know exactly what my routine is every week, what hours I'm working, how much I'm getting paid. That I love. That is a huge bonus because sometimes in hospitality you can feel a little unstable because you don't know how much money you're going to get every week. Um, If you get sick or if you go on a holiday, you need to take time off. A lot of that time it's not paid for because, you know, it's casual work. Unfortunately, you just get don't get paid for that. We're working a full time nine to five job. You will have annual leave and sick leave and stuff like that. I will quickly say, though, Starbucks was the only part time hospitality work I did do. So they only hire part-time, I believe, here in Australia at least. I don't know about other countries. So you still get the benefits of working in hospitality and shift work, but it is part-time, so you'll still get sick and annual leave, which is really great. So yes, sometimes working in that nine to five, we are really busy and we have a lot of events going on. And while it was so scary and so new to me because it's my first ever full-time job, I love it and I think I am doing a good job. I hope I'm doing a good job. We'll see in three months time when I have my probation interview. So we shall see. But like I do miss the hustle and bustle and the really fast paced hospitality environment sometimes because when I'm up, I'm standing and moving around. Whereas my current job, I'm sitting at my desk most of the time. I am thankful and lucky that I work in a shopping center and it is quite large. So I do need to, you know, go over to the retailers. I do need to go for a walk or pull something out of our storage or, you know, move around. I need to interact with customers a little bit. So in my job, I am the marketing assistant. I help with setting up all of the events, doing for our social media, our app that we have, um, doing our EDMs, just making sure retailers are happy and okay. What I love is that I've now got a job doing the stuff that I love doing in uni. So in uni, I loved coming up with projects and ideas and, you know, really fleshing all of them out and seeing Unfortunately, you know, you never got to see the final product, but now with my job, I actually get to see that final product. You know, I'm, I'm making fun little templates on Canva and something that's so hilarious is like, that's my job. That is something that I get paid for is to make 
funny little images on Canva or research which balloon arch I like the most for our next event, which is just so hilarious to me because then you have our operations team and they're just like constantly stressed and doing stuff because they're like, oh, this this is broken now or like somebody's just, you know, smashed this or the travel aid is not working anymore. Like they're so stressed and I'm just there like on my computer and I just sometimes I sit there and I'm like, should I be doing something a bit more serious? Like is everyone looking at my computer just thinking I'm like slacking off? But like this is what I'm actually meant to be doing. For a nine to five You know, it's in the name. It's nine to five, five days a week. But for me, our shifts are 8.30 to 5.30. So it's a little bit longer. I do get that hour break though, which is so nice. It is so nice to have an hour long break considering in hospitality, I would only really ever get a 15 minute break. I am still slightly trying to adjust to the nine to five routine and try and, you know, find a routine that works for me. At the moment, I am waking up at 4.30 in the morning. I know a lot of people don't like working a nine to five because it is a huge commitment. You are spending so much time in your job and often you don't have time to do things outside of your work. You know, by the time you get home, it's already too late. You got to cook dinner, get ready, go to bed. In the mornings, you know, it's morning. Nobody likes to wake up early. But for me to be able to keep in check with my mental health and my physical health and still be able to do the things that I want to do, For me, I have to wake up earlier. So that's why I wake up at 4.30 or 5.30, depending on what I want to do that day. So I am awake at a really early time and my job is nearly an hour away. So I am, so essentially my work day is 7.30 to 6.30 because it takes me nearly an hour to get to work, which is totally fine. I honestly love the commute and I think I listen to a podcast, I listen to music. Not once have I been like, oh, I just want to get it over and done with. And it's already three months in. I think that's fantastic. I think if you find little things, which is something I want to talk about in another episode is habit stacking. I'm a little iffy on it. Like I, I'm a little on the fence with habit stacking. I'll go into it in another episode soon, I promise. If there's something you don't really enjoy doing, stack that with something you do enjoy doing. So for me, I love listening to podcasts. I love listening to music, you know, but driving to work may not be that fun. So, you know, I habit stack them. I do them together. And it's great. I also enjoy waking up really early. I kind of just automatically do it now, which is fantastic. But, you know, when I had to wake up this early for my job, didn't enjoy it so much. (laughs) So it's really just trying to like adjust and make that nine to five routine for you work. And I think I have found something that really works. I'm able to record episodes before I go to work. I then edit my episode during my lunch break. Like sure, I am working a little bit more and I'm not giving myself a heap of rest. But for right now, this works for me. Sometimes it's just about seeing what you can give and push and, you know, trying to find that balance between everything. And I am so grateful for hospitality because I think I think I've done that. And I think I've at the moment learned how to do that. And it hasn't been too much of an adjustment. I know working my last job, we would be starting work at 5 a.m. and sometimes you'd finish at 1 But I would just be so exhausted at the end of my shift that I couldn't do anything. So from like one until I go to bed, I really just couldn't do anything. Also with my job, everybody is so kind. I work with a nice small little team. Everyone is really, really nice. Every time we have a meeting, there's sure to be donuts or ice cream involved, which was so incredible and so funny to have first week they were just like oh we're having a morning tea for Ebony's welcoming here's some hot cinnamon donuts and they're like on a Friday afternoon they're like Eb, we're gonna go get ice cream do you want one and I'm like yes <laughs> so that was just so nice you know it was so exciting to have my own desk and get my first ever like email come through 
So I don't really have any tea to spill on working a nine to five. I, I seriously quite enjoy it for the time being. And a lot of people are really scared to work a nine to five. And I know there's a lot of there's a lot of hate on working a nine to five. And I definitely understand why, because I know it is you're giving so much of your life and your time and your commitment to work, which is really, really sucks. But I think it's also just about finding something that works for you and you know, running with that. If, if, you know, I found out later that this job isn't really working for me, I know that I can move on to something else. Now this kind of relates back to what I was saying earlier. You can leave a job. You can. I don't even care if it's your full-time job. There's other things out there that are better for you, that are going to suit you more. Okay. You can leave. You are not tied down to that job. Okay. And I think something that's helping me is I know I didn't want to work a nine to five forever. And I know I don't want to work a nine to five forever, but I know for right now, this is something that I needed to do because, you know, I didn't have that experience before. This is just something I needed to do to expand my skill set, get some more experience behind me. I'm learning new stuff pretty much every day at work. So I know for the time being working a nine to five is something that I needed to do so I can then go on and do all the other stuff I want to do in my life. There are many different ways you can take this, but for me, that's, you know, the perspective and the outlook I have on working a nine to five. And that's what works for me. Having that perspective might not work for you. You know, you might like, oh, well, I don't want to just wait around. I want to go get my dreams now. And if that's you, that's fantastic. You can go and do that. But I knew for me that I needed to get some experience in the workplace, flesh it out, see what it's like. So then I could move on forward to what I wanted to do. And I love it. It is something that is just temporary for right now. Everything is just temporary. Everything, you know, like Lib said in a couple episodes before, nothing is set in stone. Nothing is set in stone. Nothing is forever. Just like working in hospitality, I knew that I wasn't going to be in there forever. That was just experience and something fun that I had to do. And now this is something else that I just have to do, you know. But I'm saying have as in like a, I'm choosing to do this. I'm not having to do it. I'm choosing to get my experience this way. And I know it's not forever. So that's okay. So I'm going to soak it all in and take whatever I can right now. Learn everything before I move on. Whenever I do move on, you know. Now I think I've said everything I want to say about hospitality. I've just rambled on. So I can't even pick which one I like most. You know, both have their perks for all different situations in life that you are in. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. It was probably a huge, huge rant episode and a lot of storytelling. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope I didn't talk way too fast because I often talk really, really fast in person and I find sometimes in podcasts, my throat is hurting that I've been talking that much. I've been talking for the past hour straight and now I'm about to just like sing for the next 50 minutes in my car and then go to work and I'm gonna my voice is gonna be so deep anyways (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I hope gave you a bit of an insight into hospitality and working a nine-to-five if you want me to go into any of these topics a little bit more because I think I would like to go into it a little bit more I kind of just panicked a little in this episode it just rambled a little bit too much please let me know if you would like to share some of your experiences working in hospitality please do I would love to do an episode of like sharing your stories of working in hospitality or working in nine to five or doing like an ask ebb type thing and I can answer some questions but I would love to do like a me sharing your questions and experiences and things like that so if you have anything you want to tell me and you want me to share on the podcast please send me a message 
or usually I have like a little question at the end of these episodes on Spotify because I know so many people have had so many different experiences working in both of these and the more we talk about it and the more we share the better it is and the more we can help others just bring light to the situation and make people not feel alone for the things that they're going through yeah I will see you guys all very very soon I hope you have a very lovely week bye